0: As a financial advisor, I never had access to the IPO market for my clients. And so as a YouTuber, I strive to find as many opportunities as I can for my subscribers and for my tribe. So I sought out an organization by the name of Disruptor, And what they do is give people like you and me, if you're an accredited investor, opportunities to buy into pre-IPOs, and so I have asked uh, Disruptor to give me some more information, and I want to share it with you, and I'm going to sit down with Georgie. Georgie is a young man who uh, works for them as their marketing director, and I want him to explain to you what Disruptor is all about, pre-IPO, the private equity market is all about, and I want to give you an opportunity to take advantage of some of the disruptive companies that are, are just now coming to, to life. This is where the big money is made.
1: Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier.
0: Georgie, give me a little background on uh, on you and uh, Disraptor. And what I hope to do here is is get some information for my viewers as to how to invest in private equity
1: investing in private equity by enabling people to buy and sell shares of private companies in one simple app Uh, I received my bachelor and master degrees in Norway so I'm majoring in finance I I spent five years studying this field especially finance and FinTech Uh, I also passed the CFA program uh, CFA level one exam in December 2019 and since then, I worked in uh, in the VC sphere. So I worked in a VC firm called Fortress Ventures. So this is a uh, v- venture capital firm specializing in fintech investments with uh, assets under management of one uh, one hundred million dollars. So basically, our core team, yeah, the disruptor core team, we are located in San Francisco, and we are now focused on the u- on the user growth base. We're like. Uh, seven year old, uh, seven month old startup, sorry. And uh, so my responsibilities include sourcing the best deals and performing the due diligence process on uh, private companies.
0: Why do you think that my investors, my, my followers should be involved in, in the private markets?
1: What, what's the advantage there? So I would basically name three reasons. The first one is the relative illiquidity of this market. And you will tell me like what this market is illiquid. Why should why should I uh, be there? And the thing is that the more illiquid market is, the more inefficiencies are there in the market. So let's say, uh, and this creates an uh, attractive uh, things for investors uh, in terms of risks and returns. So let's say on this market there are large players like VC funds, uh, rich people, and This means that this market has uh, opportunities for retail investors right now. So let's say, uh, speaking of the returns, if you watch the S&P 500 uh, performance for the past 20 years, so uh, it grew up for about like 4X. And if you take the US private equity index uh, measured by Cambridge, uh, uh, this, this index is up by a factor of 12. So the returns in the private markets, they are significantly higher than in uh, public markets. And I think that this is the first re- uh, the first reasons to stay invested for at least of some portion of your capital in this market. I would advise- What kind of yeah, portion? Would
0: yeah, what portion would you recommend?
1: Yeah, it depends on the age of the investors. I would say that if you're, if you're a young investors in your mid 20 or 30s, then you could park like at least 30 to to 40% of your capital in this market. Speaking of my experience, I'm 28 right now and I have, of like, I think, 50% of my own capital in uh, private companies. And if you're a person of, I would say, in the mid-50s or 60s, I would advise you to keep from 10 to 20% of your capital in uh, this type of market market so, yeah, okay and the-
0: what kind of time frame in in your case you said you were
1: 28 so wh- when do you see your payoff uh well i'm the long-term investor and i would say this will be in 20 years yeah but uh, the pre-ipo market is mostly suitable for uh for like five time uh five year horizon
0: okay that makes sense. How does, how do, does this market react differently rel- relative to if, in fact, we're going into a recession? Yeah,
1: that's a great question because I think many people are asking, like, uh, there is a recession coming. Why should I stay invested in, uh, in, in the markets in general? And I would say that this is wrong to divide the markets into public and the private right now. And the thing is that uh, for the past five years, these two markets, they have actually merged together. And now we see uh, many names in the private equity market that are trading very liquid, like let's say SpaceX or Stripe company. And uh, this is not about investing in private or public companies, this is investing in businesses. And I think if there is a great, uh, if the company is great, it has a strong fundamentals, as low cash burn, high margins. It doesn't matter if this company is private or public. It, it, it all comes to the valuation of this company. And now we see that the private companies, they experience significant drawdowns to their last uh, financing rounds. So let's take a stripe. Uh, this company is trading 50% less of uh, its value in the last funding round. And I think that this company has a great future
0: so let me let me play that back to you I, I had never thought of this when when I thought of private equity, I'm thinking about okay, I'll buy it and I'll wait until the IPO and then at the iPO i'll I'll sell, but you're saying there's a secondary market that um, if I buy it right, as in the case of Stripe, you said it was down some forty five percent. I might make 20 before it goes public, and or I can hang on and make substantially more if it
1: goes public. Is that what you're telling? Yeah, it's like uh, you don't have to wait until the company is, is public right now. And we have many cases, we have many clients who purchased, let's say, SpaceX shares uh, four years ago for about, at about, I think, 30 billion valuation. And they sold their shares one year ago at uh, 90 billion valuations. So they made three x in a private market, uh, and they don't—they didn't need to wait for an IPO or m and deal. So that's what's happening in the private market right now. You can find like a buyer and a seller for many names, and you don't don't have to wait for the exit but i advise you to wait because that's the thing you you need to stay invested in the company for at least like 5 years.
0: Okay. Okay. You you just shared some information with me that wouldn't be readily available to the public. So if i do get involved with this disruptor, do you do i have access to this kind of information elsewhere or or would you be just a regular appearer Uh, appearance on Best of Us Investors, and you could share your knowledge that way. How would that happen?
1: Well, uh, the information I told you, uh, this is basically based on the public sources of the valuation history of uh, a private company. So if you Google the valuation of Stripe and SpaceX, and of course, if you Google the current market prices, you will uh, actually read I would say, like 10-plus articles on the current valuations of the companies in the secondary market. So this market becomes more and more uh, transparent, but still we see some inefficiencies in this market as well.
0: Okay. that So it, it's going to be, I guess, a little bit more dependent on... And I, I guess what I'm saying is that uh, an investor in here needs to be active enough that he does some good research and due diligence on on his own
1: uh, yes uh, that 's the key point because we provide a data which are which is uh, brought from the public sources, which is mainly obtained from public sources because we cannot uh, like reflect all the information in our app because of the NDA, yes, and uh, we only provide information that is available for the broad people, taken from the public sources, yes, yes. So and uh, speaking of like some, uh, I think that uh, there is still, uh, there is still many sources on the internet where you can obtain, uh, I would say, semi confidential information on private companies. For example, uh, like last year, I was searching uh, a forum where the employees of Flexport, they kept talking to each other about their options and RSUs and the revenues and all this stuff. And there there was like one employee which disclosed the confidential info, which we cannot use, of course, uh, but still you can uh, get access to this forum, to this post. And this creates the inefficiencies in this market.
0: Okay, that's very interesting. Okay, yeah. um, what are some of the best opportunities that you see right now?
1: Well, uh, I would say that uh, I basically like three sectors right now. So the first of all is the companies that disrupt the energy sector. So they, uh, now we face a serious crisis everywhere in Europe, in the U.S., in Asia as well, uh, so like uh, I think the companies that transform the energy sources uh, like how we use the energy and uh, how we optimize the energy, they will benefit in the long term. Uh, also I would say there is a, a space sector which is booming right now, especially SpaceX and uh, uh, like 10 other small companies. But I, uh, I mainly pre- uh, prefer SpaceX because it's a large name and uh, they have a lot of cash to purchase small companies right now and to grow through m and or grow through other businesses as well. And the third sector, I would say this is a healthcare, especially biotech companies uh, specializing in uh, neurosciences. Uh, now uh, like in, in San Francisco here, there are many uh, people talking about the neurosciences and the devices which could r- like read your brain, your thoughts. And I spoke with uh, with one employee uh, yesterday. Uh, I wouldn't name the startup, but we are uh, like we're negotiating with them right now to purchase their equity. It's a brilliant team with a brilliant product and I think that this will be a disruptive. So m- namely these three sectors. Also, uh, there is a huge discounts, as I told you in the FinTech. So there are a lot of companies trading at a discount, let's say uh, Chime Bank. I think this is one of the biggest neobank in the U.S. right now. So they are growing like 4X every year. Uh, so they, now you can purchase their shares like uh, with the 50 and 60% discounts to the last funding round.
0: Okay. All right,
1: now, uh, a question that um, I, I
0: was asked, how do you get these shares?
1: Yeah, so uh, this is a tricky question, because uh, if you need to have an access to the best deals, you have to stay in the US, you have to uh, be here, you have to build the relationships with the startups. So uh, the first thing we do, we actually interact with the employees of the startups. We we uh, set up like meetups, conferences. We also set up calls where we pitch our idea and where we get acquainted with the uh, employees of the startups here in the Silicon Valley. Uh, so that's the way. That's I would say the first way of getting these shares is to get the liquidity from the employees. The uh, second source of uh, purchasing. Yeah.
0: Let's just play this through. So I'm an employee at. Uh at, at one of these companies, and I've been issued shares as an employee, and I don't want to wait for the, the IPO. I want to cash out, and so you would, in essence, buy them from me and then market them through your disruptor. Is that, is that a, a good uh, explanation?
1: Yes, that's the good, uh, that's the good, uh, that's the good intro. I would say that the majority of these employees they have options. They do not have shares yet, so uh, we buy options and we convert them to shares through the company, and then uh, yes, we purchase shares to one of our SPV companies.
0: Okay, all right. And then what kind of what kind of fees? Do, what what kind of fees do you charge? What am I? Is there a commission? How does that work?
1: So typically it's like 5% management fee paid on top of your uh, investment. So let's say if the share price of SpaceX is 69, so you will pay like 5% uh, more uh, into that. So it's more like an entry fee for your investment. And also we charge from 10 to 20% carried interest depending on the name. Because uh, yeah, speaking of SpaceX, it's uh, almost impossible to source shares without a carry fee, even for us. Uh, so that's why we charge 20% carry. Speaking of other names like Graphcore or Skyrise or other names, so typically it's 10% carry.
0: Okay, carry fee basically means at the end, when when uh, the product, when the the stock is sold, you take a 10 to 20% of the profits. Is is that correct? Yes, Yes, that's correct. Okay, all right. So I I think that that pretty much clarifies. All right, what else would you like to add?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I would add uh, like two more reasons of investing in private companies because I think I mentioned only uh, one reason, the illiquidity of this market. So the second reason is that uh, this market is less volatile. What I mean is that when you invest in the public stocks, uh, people tend to check prices every day. So you buy the shares and then you wake up, you check your account, your share is like up 20% and you're like, oh, fine, it's growing, then I have to continue sitting in this position. And one day there is a drawdown of like 40% and you are start panicking and many people, they actually sell on this panic. So they sell good names on, the, on uh, these uh, market shakeouts. And when we think of the private market, you have a position which you are unable to sell in like in five minutes. Yes, I think you you will be able to sell it in two months, but this takes longer and you, I think you will act more properly when you hold the positions in private companies than uh, in uh, public stocks. This sounds crazy, but believe me, this is my experience. I, I was trading like public stocks, I was an investor in public stocks and uh, I realized that staying invested in the private equity is actually less stressful and more efficient. <laughs> it, you,
0: you're taking the emotion out of it and then I think yeah. the other element of it, It it what as you were describing that, that's more like real estate. I really don't care what my neighbor's house sells for until it's time for me to sell my house
1: <laughs> yes that's 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 actually a nice uh, comparison yeah
0: oh it goes up and down and
1: uh, okay i don't really care uh,
0: it still provides a shelter
1: yeah. Oh. yeah yeah it is it is yeah so and uh, i would say that the general rule of investing in finance for me is the less trades you do the uh, better returns you have so that's the thing. <laughs> well,
0: and the less emotion that's in it. Okay. Well, I think this is very insightful.
1: Yeah, and and the third reason of staying invested in this market, I would say that you get an access to disruptive companies uh and disruptive industries. There are more than I think 1400 unicorns right now in the US and in uh, in the world, yeah, in in general. So I think that these companies, they do a really great job and uh, they perform, I mean, they, they do business on really disruptive industries that are not available in public markets. So that's also a good reason for, for me to stay there. Yeah. And that is Unicorn.
0: What is, what is a Unicorn?
1: Yeah, the, the Unicorn is basically a private company that is valued uh, more than $1 billion.
0: Well, I I think that's a a word that is thrown around a lot and I got a lot of investors that are kind of new to this. Um yeah. so I appreciate you
1: could, could you guess could you guess uh how many unicorns uh, are rising like per per month or per year in the US? Like how many private companies raise their funds at 1 billion uh dollar valuation or more? <laughs> Just your your <laughs> didn't have any idea. Tell me how many. It's 1.5 companies per day. So speaking of, uh, yeah, uh, like if we take the recent data on this, uh, for the last eight months, so since the beginning of 2022, uh, we saw 250 new unicorns in the space. Could you imagine that? It's, it's a, and w- when I see this data, When I see this data, I I mean, I can't believe there is a recession here (laughs) because there is still uh, many companies uh, raising uh, funds at uh, nice valuations.
0: What I think it shows is there is just a tremendous amount of money out there that is looking for a place to
1: land. Yes, you're actually right because uh, for the last two years, venture funds, they have raised an enormous amount of funds. So... They are sitting on cash right now. So it's the best time for them to buy companies because of the uh, sharp decline in valuations.
0: This chart here that I have from uh, Brownstone shows that, that from 2012 till uh, 2021, it went from 3.6 billion uh, to 28.3, and it's outpacing it, uh, this this for 2022. So this is, I I, I have always felt this is where the big money is made
1: yes they are and right now the private market is significantly skewed to the sell side what I mean is that if you take the uh, COVID-19 crisis there was a lot of cash a lot of investors buying into stocks and we had a market of buyers. So that there were a few sellers in, uh, in this market, the prices were really high and uh, enormously high. Right now there is a market of sellers. So there are a few buyers and uh, many employees, many funds, they would like to get a liquidity. And they would like to sell their positions at nice prices. So I think that's the right time to just to find the nice names in this market. Yeah.
0: That was Georgie of Disruptor, and I hope you found it as informative as I did. We had some difficulties with uh, Internet, but we got it done, and I kind of liked, actually, the way it came together. Um, There's a link to the app. Check it out. Uh, do your research. There's also a link in the description to their website where they do a tremendous job of presenting uh, the background information and some documentary information on the not only the, the companies, but also the sectors that they're involved in. This is the kind of extra Uh, information that I want to bring to my subscribers and to my tribe so that you know what's available out there, that you, you have all your options in front of you so that, number one, you can make good investment decisions. Number two, you can learn to keep more of what you make. And number three, you can set a goal to pass millions on to your heirs. All right. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk again tomorrow.